the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. There will be universal peace on the earth, not only between nations. We saw that in Isaiah chapter 2 where uh, they'll no longer learn war, that they'll beat their weapons into plowshares. They won't need to have weapons anymore upon the earth during the kingdom age. So there'll be universal peace, but also there will be peace even in the animal kingdom. You see that here. Uh, Even infants and children will dwell in complete safety upon the earth. While the idea of complete and total peace for all of mankind is imaginable, many of us would think it to be impossible within nature. Just one short glance at a documentary or television program on nature is often enough to quickly convince us that nature is strictly survival of the fittest. However, as Pastor Dad will teach you in his message today, the rule and reign of Christ will even bring peace to the animal kingdom. In his study, you'll learn how even the animals will be at peace with one another in the millennial kingdom. And now, open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah chapter 11 as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. After the Babylonian captivity, the descendants of King David moved to that area and established the city of Nazareth and settled there in Nazareth. That's why Joseph, a descendant of David, is living in Nazareth. He's not living in, in Bethlehem because there were many descendants of David living in that city of Nazareth. So Nazareth was called Branchtown because the descendants of David lived there. Uh, In Matthew chapter 2, verse 23, Jesus is called a Nazarene. He's called a Nazarene, not because he's from the city of Nazareth. He's called a Nazarene because he was the branch that came out of the stump of Jesse. Matthew 2, 23 is a reference to Isaiah 11, verse 1. It's saying that he's the branch. He's the Nazarene. He's the branch that came out of the stump. And there's several Old Testament passages that refer to the Messiah as the branch, the branch of David, the branch of Jesse. Uh, In the New Testament, Revelation chapter 5, verse 5, Jesus is described as the root and offspring of David. He's the root and the offspring of David. So he's this branch. Yes, Judah is going to be cut off, cut down but the Messiah will still come forth as a branch out of the stump that's left of Jesse, just as Jesus did. Now, verse 2 gives us a description of this branch, the Messiah that will come forth. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, 
the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. And remember Jesus' baptism. Uh, When he came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit descended upon him and rested upon him. And the Holy Spirit empowered Jesus. Uh, just It's the same Holy Spirit that empowers us. And the Holy Spirit gave Jesus wisdom and understanding and counsel and might or bravery. You need a bravery to face the cross. And knowledge. That word knowledge in your Bible in the Old Testament, when it, you see the word knowledge, it means commitment. When we think of knowledge, we think of knowing stuff, knowing information. But in the Hebrew mind, knowledge is commitment. Married couples are described with the same word. You know, that he knew his wife. He was committed to her. Jesus is committed to the Father. His knowledge of the Lord. He's committed to doing the Father's will. And of the fear of the Lord. He he fears the Lord. He has reverence for the Lord. Verses 3 to 5 give us the, the characteristics of the Messiah. Um, and this this uh, this looks ahead to when he is reigning upon the earth during the kingdom age. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of the eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with a rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked, righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. And so it tells us here that the Messiah, when he is reigning upon the earth as king, he will be a fair judge. He will judge with, with justice. He will make decisions based on the truth. Uh, his kingdom will be characterized by righteousness and faithfulness. Just imagine stepping said about a leader. He's a righteous leader. He's a faithful leader. That's what people will say of Jesus when he's ruling upon the earth. And, you know, and this is, this is in contrast to even Isaiah's day. The judges weren't righteous judges in Isaiah's day. Verses 6 to 9, we have uh, the conditions on the earth during the reign of Christ, during his millennial reign and his kingdom upon the earth. Verse 6, the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. So they're going to all be vegetarians. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. (laughs) They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. During the reign of Christ, when he is ruling upon the earth as king, conditions on the earth will return back to uh, what conditions were before the fall of man, before the the sin of Adam. Things will go back to uh, the way they were in the Garden of Eden. Before sin marred all of creation, there will be universal peace on the earth, not only between nations. We saw that in Isaiah chapter 2, where 
Uh, they'll no longer learn war, that they'll beat their weapons into plowshares. They won't need to have weapons anymore upon the earth during the kingdom age. So there'll be universal peace, but also there will be peace even in the animal kingdom. You see that here. Uh, even infants and children will dwell in complete safety upon the earth. And notice in verse 8 again that the child, uh, the nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den and they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Man and the serpent are the oldest enemies in the world. All the way back to the garden. And during the kingdom age, during the reign of Christ, even man and serpent will dwell in harmony. You know, everything will, bring, will be brought together, will be unity, even with these old enemies. Uh, in, in Isaiah 60, I'll just read it to you. Isaiah 60, verse 18. It says, Violence shall no longer be heard in your land, neither wasting nor destruction within your borders. But you shall call your walls salvation and your gates praise. And violence will no longer be heard of. And we can't even comprehend that. Violence will be a, a distant memory. You know, there'll be no destruction, no, no wasting, just peace and harmony upon all the earth. Look at verse 10. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse, it's David's family, who shall stand as a banner to the people. Remember, banners were used by the military so that someone could be easily identified on the battlefield. You know, you can see their banner from anywhere on the battlefield. And here we're, we're told that, uh, that the root of Jesse, Jesus, the Messiah, he will be a banner for all the people to see, for the Gentiles shall seek him. The Gentiles shall seek him. You know, he's the Messiah, not only of the Jews, but also of the Gentiles. And his resting place shall be glorious. His rest shall be glorious. You know, we, we've had a taste of his rest. He's given us rest for our soul. But in that day, all of the world will experience his rest, his ease, his peace. It'll be glorious. And it shall come to pass in that day, that the Lord shall set his hand again, notice, the second time, to recover the remnant of his people who are left from Assyria and Egypt, from Pathros and Cush, from Elam and Shinar, from Hamath and the isles of the sea. He will set up a banner for the nations and will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather together the dispersed of Judah. So there you have the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. From the four corners of the earth. And so again, it's talking about the millennial kingdom when he's reigning upon the earth. It says that God, the Lord, will gather all of Israel, both the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. He will gather them all again into their own land. It says in verse 11, a second time. And he's going to gather them from the four corners of all the earth. And so when he gathers them again from the four corners of all the earth during the millennial kingdom, that's going to be the second time in history that he has gathered the children of Israel back into their land from all the corners of the earth. 
So that's the second time. When's the first time? That he gathers all the children of Israel from all the corners of the earth, from all over the world, back into the land of Israel. Well, in my opinion, uh, it's just my opinion, it's not when he regathered a remnant back into the land after the Babylonian captivity, because that remnant that returned back to the land after the captivity, they came only from Babylon. They didn't come from all corners of the earth. So when then has the Lord gathered the Jewish people back into their land from all the corners of the earth? When has that ever happened in history? It's happening today. It's happening in our modern time. Beginning in about the mid-1800s, all the way up to the present day, the Lord has been, been gathering the Jewish people back into their own land of Israel from all over the world from Europe and Africa and Asia and North America, South America, the Lord currently right now is gathering the Jewish people from the four corners of the earth and bringing them back into their land. And I I believe that we live in the day when he's doing that for the first time. And during the millennial kingdom, he's going to be doing that again for the second time, as he refers to here in verse 11 when he he sets his hand again the second time, that's going to happen during the millennium, when he brings them back a second time into the land. Right now, they're coming back into the land in in unbelief. Uh, they, They don't have faith in Jesus Christ. But during the kingdom age, he will gather them in belief. I just want to share a few verses with you. You can just listen. Isaiah 43, 5. You want to jot that down. Isaiah 43, 5. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your descendants from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not keep them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Same promise. Uh, Jeremiah chapter uh, 16, verse 14 Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that it shall no more be said, The Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt, but the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands where he had driven them. For I will bring them back into their land, which I gave to their fathers. Behold, I will send for many fishermen, says the Lord, and they shall fish them. And afterward, I will send for many hunters, and they will, they will hunt for them from every mountain and every hill and out of the holes in the rocks. For my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from my face, nor is their iniquity hidden from my eyes. So the Lord there says, I'm, I'm going I'm to send people out to hunt for them and bring them back to me and bring them back to their land. And people will no longer say, the Lord lives who brought us up out of Egypt, but the Lord lives who brought us into the land Uh, from the north and from all the lands where we had been driven. The Exodus story of bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt, that is kind of the high point of history for the Jewish people. But it's telling us here in Jeremiah that this event will be of such a great magnitude that people will forget about the Exodus and they'll talk about this. This final regathering will become the high point of their history. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 23, 
Verse 3. But I will gather the remnant out of my flock out of all countries where I have driven them and bring them back to their folds and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them who will feed them and they shall fear no more nor be dismayed, nor shall they be lacking, says the Lord. There the Lord again promises to bring them back from all countries where they've been driven. Uh, Ezekiel. I don't have very many of these, don't worry. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 14. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, your brethren, your relatives, your countrymen, and all the house of Israel in its entirety are those about whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, Get far away from the Lord. This land has been given to us as a possession. Therefore says, uh, therefore say, Thus says the Lord God, Although I have cast them far off among the Gentiles, and although I have scattered them among the countries, yet I shall be a little sanctuary for them in the countries where they have gone." There the Lord says, although I've scattered them among all the countries, I will be a sanctuary for them in those countries. You know, it's miraculous that the Jewish people were able to maintain uh, their distinction as a people while they didn't have a homeland. There's never been another nation or people group that has been able to maintain their distinction as a people group without a homeland. Yet the Jewish people were. They were able to preserve their language, the Hebrew language, and preserve their religion. And it's interesting, everywhere they were scattered, they built synagogues. So they were able to continue in their uh, religious beliefs and their, their relationship with the Lord. He says, I'll be a little sanctuary for them in the countries where I have sent them. Therefore say, thus says the Lord God, I will gather you from the peoples, assemble you from the countries where you've been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And they will go there and they will take away all its detestable things and all its abominations from there. That hasn't happened yet. Uh, So the Lord, you know, we, we see the Jewish people back in the land of Israel, but they haven't removed all the detestable things and all the abominations. That's talking about something in the future yet to take place. Just a couple more for you. Uh, Here's one out of uh, Amos, chapter 9, verse 14. I will bring back the captives of my people Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them. That's happened. That's going on right now. I will plant them in their land, and no longer shall they be pulled up from the land I have given them says the Lord your God. And once the Lord plants them in the land for the final time, they'll never again be plucked up out of that land. Uh, One last verse for you. In Zechariah chapter 10, verse 8. I will whistle for them and gather them, for I will redeem them, and they shall increase as they once increased. I will sow them among the peoples, and they shall remember me in far countries. They shall live together with their children, and they shall return. I will bring them back from the land of Egypt and gather them from Assyria, and I will bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon until no more room is found for them. And he shall pass through the sea with affliction 
and strike the waves of the sea, and the depths of the river shall dry up, and then the pride of Assyria shall be brought down, and the scepter of Egypt shall uh, depart. So I will strengthen them in the Lord, and they shall walk up and down in his name, says the Lord. So again, this promise that he's going to bring them back into the land from all these far countries. And this is something that is yet to be fulfilled in the way that it's described in the Bible. We, we see kind of a this, this, this first time happening where the Lord is gathering them in for the first time. But the second time that's going to take place, uh, this is when they're really going to turn to the Lord and put their trust in Jesus Christ. Uh, quickly now, verse 13. Again, speaking about this, this kingdom age, also the envy of Ephraim shall depart, and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not envy Judah, and Judah shall not harass Ephraim. But they shall fly down upon the shoulder of the Philistines toward the west. Together they shall plunder the people of the east. They shall lay their hand on Edom and Moab, and the people of Ammon shall obey them. There it's describing the, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom will be unified during the kingdom age. They'll no longer be uh, divided. They'll be together as one in the regathering uh, under Jesus Christ. The Lord will utterly destroy the tongue of the sea of Egypt with his mighty wind. He will shake his fist over the river and strike it and the seven streams and make men cross over dry shod. There will be a highway for the remnant of his people who will be left from Assyria as it was for Israel in the day that he came up from the land of Egypt. God miraculously brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. And at this final regathering, God will work miracles again to bring them into Israel. And then just quickly, chapter 12, it's only six verses, so don't panic. And in that day, you will say, O Lord, I will praise you. Though you were angry with me, your anger is turned away, and you comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for Yah, the Lord, is my strength and song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And in that day, you will say, praise the Lord, call upon his name. Declare his deeds among the peoples. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, O inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in your midst. That's a name for the Messiah. And he will be in their midst, dwelling in Jerusalem in the midst of his people. Me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. We're so glad you joined us today for Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you missed any part of this message or would like to hear additional teachings from this series, they're available to you for free at CalvaryEC.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way, you will have access to each message as soon as it's made available online. That website again is calvaryec.com. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, we'd love for you to worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com or give us a call. 
We can be reached at 410-491-4592. Again, that phone number is 410-491-4592. We look forward to you joining us as our guests. And please, take a moment to introduce yourself to Pastor Dan after the service and let him know you listen to Ring of Truth. With that, our time with you has come to an end today on Ring of Truth. Join Pastor Dan next time for more from this verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Isaiah, right here on Ring of Truth. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.